As usual, uh, I have Anne Law Jackson, our specialist sensory occupational therapist, answering all your questions about sensory needs. Hello, Anne. Hello. Good to see you. Yes. Uh, and some really positive feedback from last week's interview, I mean, including people who love your laugh. <laughs> Which is great. Of all things, it's just like that so tickled me. <laughs> I just you said that last week, you know, just a little bit of feedback, and I thought, oh, how lovely. <laughs> it's good though. Uh, and we've got questions coming back. We're helping people. Um, I love that it's not just helping children, which I think would be, I think you said it's often we think sensory issues, well, it's just a, a, a thing for children to sort out, but it's such a wider, a wider group of people that have these these life issues yeah yeah totally and that's i think part of the biggest message that i want to be able to share you know over, over years as and as i've been developing you know the business thinking about what am i doing what what's you know what am i here for you know kind of the big questions of life um and it's just like i love this topic but it is so much more than the boxes that i've been put in in the past uh, as a therapist as an, as an ot either in the nhs or, or even private or boxes that i put myself in and actually when you look at the topic it's really lovely to have that freedom to think, wow, this really is from the tiniest of tinies, even before birth, things that we can do as we touched yes, on last week in pregnancy, right the way through to the latter stages of life. And, you know, in, in schools, in homes, I would love to extend more into business as well, because I think the more productive we can be as adults in business, just really happy, really sensory healthy then yeah so I'm, I'm a big proponent yeah sensory health for for all wherever you are whatever age you are fantastic right let's dive into a question uh which we got from last week um here you go um can you ask animal jackson if you don't mind we absolutely don't mind send your <laughs> questions in and we will ask them to Anne. it's absolutely fine uh right are there things that we can do all of us to maintain our sensory health as we get older Someone I know is very sensitive to sound. When there is a lot of background noise, people speaking, music playing, etc., they find it very difficult and almost overloading. Aside from limiting the background noise, is there anything they can do to help manage that? And that's from someone who wanted to be anonymous, which is fine. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Or auditory is, uh, it's a big one. Mind you, I'll probably end up saying that about all the senses, won't I really? So yeah, okay, I might just <laughs> take that back. <laughs> Um, so back, background no noise and coping, uh, th there is lots we could explore as far as keeping, um, our sensory health, like our physical health, our mental health as topped up and as well as possible, um, as we go older, but I'll, I will focus on the, on the auditory processing there. Um, again, there's the element of breaking it down to assessing, uh, treating it and then managing what's left over. So I actually do work with um, an auditory training program. So that is something that actually does help treat, um, helps the brain to integrate and to be able to focus on every single frequency that we hear as humans. So from naught to 20,000 hertz, roughly, is our human hearing pitch uh, frequency level. And what, what that does is it actually trains the brain to be able to tune in and uh, modulate from an auditory perspective and just manage those sounds really well. And it helps you what we call discriminate. Discrimination is when you can pick out the voice that you want to attend to in the background. 
So that's why background noise is really annoying <laughs> because for some people, they can't discriminate. If I'm talking and then there's loads of background noise going on, they will find it hard to discriminate my voice. Um, so we can help train that discrimination to certain voices, to certain frequencies, um, to things that they want to be able to attend to. But that takes effort and it does take a little bit of money to invest in that auditory training program, but it is possible out there. Um, that helps, yeah, discrimination, um, balancing. So, so not so sensitive to certain frequencies. Some people can cope with, um, a lower voice. Say, for example, a male voice is often better tolerated than a, than a high pitched, um, female voice, a baby crying. There are certain sounds that really do seem to aggravate a lot of people's auditory system. So it's trying to, yes, minimize those experiences where, where possible, train the brain where we can to cope with sounds and to modulate it. Um, absolutely where you can take sounds that you don't like out of the environment. Um, we also want to reduce general sensitivity in the whole system because our systems interlay and overplay. It might be that if we were able to work on their touch system, that we could actually reduce their sensitivity in their hearing system. Okay. So, yeah, this is where you get into therapy. This is this is where you're not directly treating the auditory system itself. It's where you're treating the whole nervous system. You're treating the whole body. And that often works. And that's where the parents who tell me or those who tell me that they used to wear ear defenders, which obviously is another strategy. You put earplugs, ear defenders, all of those things to protect your ears. That's really common sense. Anybody can do that. Anybody can find them online. Um, but if you actually treat the whole body, which is obviously what I, what I am to do, you can then reduce what we call the arousal levels, that kind of stress in the whole system, which makes everybody much more sensitive to sensory stimuli anyway. So if we reduce the arousal levels, reduce the stress in the system, then that should also help auditory processing, um, that they're able to, to, to manage it a little bit more. So that's kind of, but I would for, 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 for the main part, it's absolute get the headphones, get the ear, earplugs, try and calm the system, meditation, whatever you like to do, calm the system to try and reduce arousal levels um, and then avoid what you can. And then, you know, feel free to get in touch if you want to actually look at a specific auditory training program. So I do remember that we lived in a house, it was an apartment. So there was someone below us and someone above us. And below, I don't know what it was, but it was sort of a high-pitched rattling thing. I don't know, whether it was, was it a speaker? Was it something banging against the wall? But it used to drive me to distraction. Whereas yeah. Joe was like, I can't even really hear that. Oh, I suppose it's not really bothering. Yet for me, I was going up the wall um, because it was just this in-the-background thing. Mm -hmm. And I tried to find some research, and all I could find was that people who are more creative perhaps can have uh, a greater propensity to frustration from certain frequencies i don't know if that was true or not but i mean this is this is a long time ago so there wasn't that much in you know information easily available oh let me tell you a bit of research that um yes, just coming to mind as, as, as you're speaking about it um there was research done with a class of children next to a train station and so they had that low rumbling we'll, we'll come back to your high pitch in a minute but they had that that the low rumbling of the trains in and out all the time 
those lower frequencies they're great for developing body awareness because they actually it's like if anybody's been to a big concert or our teenage lads or some of our boys that want the bass up really loud and it's like woof, 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 you know you get the real you get the real bass that's a lot of vibration going through the body that really helps with body awareness however it can be also really quite exhausting for the brain having those lower frequencies that's often just to digress why um when we travel we can be really tired um because uh, there's a lot of low frequency stuff going on whether it be trains or cars or planes an awful lot of a a low background noise that happens and that the brain is always processing that at that level so we often say actually if you do listen to music if you do listen to slightly higher frequencies that will help so going back to the research with this class that was next to the train station was that they did they played music of a higher frequency in the classroom in the background to try and get the brain to tune slightly higher up and the difference in the grades was quite remarkable wow. so that is that is definitely something lower frequencies have their place and they are brilliant but there are mid-range frequencies that help the brain to focus and concentrate and then actually some of the higher frequencies are really good for creativity um and actually we would use for for our creatives who are looking for more creativity we have music that we that we use that is that is modulated in such a way that it concentrates much more on those um higher frequencies for 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 the people who are comfortable with those high frequencies because as you say there are some high frequencies that will really be quite yep. not helpful so it's about finding again your unique you, you know sensory thumbprint we we have our generalities about the frequencies and the different levels and and how they how they make us feel and how they help us to function um but we have to apply it to our own individual way of being too i think and that's a particular situation it was discovered that the um that builders instead of having joists that were supposed to free hang well, i don't know what that means but anyway that's actually bolted into the walls so when we walked along the floor he was hearing something that was literally reverberating through the floor into the walls into his body they had wow. to actually i think eventually they had to actually take the, the whole floor out of this apartment block and, and redo it because it was done badly but i don't know what the tapping was whether it was him because he was frustrated because uh, he was quite aggressive with it all which you can mm -hmm. understand later on but okay he wasn't justifying his actions but yeah that that high-pitched tapping noise used to i mean I, I had to leave the house sometimes i just i couldn't i couldn't focus i couldn't think i couldn't do anything it was, uh, it was just awful yeah yeah and was it kind of like tapping so it was on off on off as yeah, well yeah yeah oh, so it wasn't as even as sometimes what we call our brains will habituate which is where you can actually switch it off so i mean perhaps i don't want to um frustrate some of your listeners but it, there might be something in your room at the moment as you are listening to this that you can hear or that you can actually feel maybe just pay attention if you're sitting down pay attention to the fact that you are sitting on a seat and you can register the fact they're actually sitting down but if you carry on chatting to the voice your brain will habituate the fact that you know your bottom's on the seat and you can feel it and it will start to concentrate again on what i'm talking about so those sensations it will forget about and often our brain can forget about it will habituate to a sound that is regular but actually we get used to it and the brain switches off and it, and it says you know it tells itself i don't need to listen to this anymore it's not important but on off on off is particularly hard to do that because you're just getting that stimulation all the time and then the brain has yeah. to flick it off and then ah oh, but it's on again 
Mm. The, the interesting thing you said about uh, the low low frequency noises, like in a vehicle. So I guess the tires on the road or the noise of of the engine, whatever coming through. Mm-hmm. I mean, cars are very well soundproof these days, but you're still going to have that low rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually quite interesting. I mean, I, I used to be a trucker for 15 years, and all truckers are always tired. But we're constantly sitting in an environment where you're literally, I didn't understand this before now, but you're being swamped by low frequency noise, which is exhausting. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> yes, it really tell is. your trucker friends to make sure they get the music on. And <laughs> now I know why I like the music on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, coming back to what you said, so this is a comment that came in off last week's uh, interview. Uh, really enjoy your interviews with Anne. I'm sitting at my kitchen island counter cutting a pile of celery for the freezer. Something that would normally drive me crazy, but listening to the interview, cutting and smelling the fresh smell of celery, focusing on the size to cut. I had all the senses going and I was completely relaxed. Oh, isn't that lovely? But that's exactly what you're saying, isn't it? About almost effectively retraining in order that things that would wind you up don't. Yeah, yeah. Using that, it sounds as though using that sense, because they were focusing on on, on the size, that actually that was that was enable enough to override any more unpleasantness and they're able to pick up the things that perhaps were more pleasant sensory-wise. The mind is really cool, isn't it? What it can do. Ah, amazing. And then it was like, oh, I think I just think we're amazing. Like <laughs> Okay, uh, another question for you. Another question for Anne Lord Jackson. You can save this for the following week if you haven't already. There's never too many questions. Send them in. <laughs> um picked up on something she said yesterday. So this is last Thursday's interview about the link between movement and speech. Mm. When presenting at work, I almost have to stand up to speak. I find it very difficult to present while sitting down. I think it's less about the standing up and more about having the freedom to move, which ties into what she said. I'm not sure it's a question or a comment, but anyway, that's, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Do you know, I, I was looking back at these and I realized, crumbs, how much I am a physical communicator. It's like, I know this is radio technically, um, but my hands are going here, there and everywhere all at the same time. And I have to use them to help me to express my thoughts. That's the way that my brain works. So yes, I, I totally, I totally understand whether that's a physical moving through space or even just using the body to help because our senses are so interlinked i need that help because i've never been very good at expressing myself believe it or not i've never had confidence in the way that i express myself so i think part of that was using my hands to be able to help me to think well in and therefore to be able to communicate well so and that's where if anybody wants it yeah i singing is a big part of of who i am and how i am and a a couple of albums later but that's because i always found that the voice Singing somebody else's words was great because I had the passion, I had the emotion, I had the understanding, I had the ability to communicate. I just wasn't very good at putting my own words to it. So that's why I've always loved music. So now that this is a big stretch for me doing this, and I'm, I'm, that's why I'm so delighted that it's been so well. Uh, people seem to be understanding what I'm saying. <laughs> no, they have, and it's really good. Uh, uh, we do recommend that you watch the video as well as listening to this online. Uh, you can go and watch the videos on YouTube or even on the catch-up page on our website. They're all there for you to watch. Try and make it as easy as possible. Um, so coming back to this, the, I'm coming back to the car thing. That low frequency thing is really, that's in my mind now. It's got you, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah it has. Because I used to have music on a lot in the car and I couldn't just drive a vehicle and that's it. Because I would lose the plot. I would get really bored. Um, I would get really tired. My mind would start to wander. 
but that makes more sense because a couple of times the radio is broken whatever why i just had to have some some sounds in the cab which for me was radio or cassette player back then which dates it a little bit uh cds later on but yeah that that low frequency thing is interesting because there's low frequencies everywhere even, even a washing machine yeah that's a low frequency or even a dishwasher makes a little bit of a low rumble doesn't it yeah 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 and i i think i'd, I'd love to get involved with that. I, I love the design of really low decibel um things i, I was we, we designed and and, and uh, built a house when we were living in northern ireland and i went around all the kitchen places to find out which appliances i could find that had the lowest decibel because i knew it was an open plan area and being conscious of the auditory system um i, I thought I, I want it to be as quiet as absolutely possible so that my brain is free to concentrate on the things that i want to because i don't I, I like to think i don't always like music well, i don't often like music in the background personally i'd rather have just space and quiet so that was important for me and i think that's a big thing anybody who's listening who's in kitchen design or <laughs> machinery design um apart from cars because we do know the silent cars that that came out um we we lose that awareness of oh crumbs there's a car coming people were throwing up in the car I think what it was, was Mercedes that? made Mercedes made a car that was so quiet, people were actually being sick because they were there was almost no noise as they were moving, and they oh. couldn't process the lack of sound within the car against the movement outside the car. There you are. That that's amazing because we know it with visual, like the, the the difference between visual and vestibular causes the car sickness. That's the first time I've heard that's fascinating. I totally understand it because that's it. Your ears give you your bearings. Your ears are processing your speed. Um, and again, you've got that mismatch of like, I'm not hearing. I should be hearing that I am moving through space fast, you know, with with what sound gives you. Um, but if they've, oh, yeah, fascinating. Yeah, I think, they, I think what they had to do was actually generate um, digital sound to yeah. recreate the idea of a window that wasn't perfectly sealed which was fascinating to think about yeah yeah and that's where i think the silent cars if we were like crossing a road I, I had it once so i remember that there was a really quiet car that came up and you're so used to or we have been trained to be aware of a car sound before we cross the road i mean we always stop and look left and look right and you know do the proper thing but there are times that we have just got so used to the sound of a car that we can judge without even using our eyes if there's a car there but i was caught out once and it's just like there was a really really quiet car that came up I thought whoa i can't I, I i have to process differently now i can't expect to know with the new electric cars that are coming out that there is a car coming along mind you they are they are changing those electric sounds now to actually give more of an electric sound than a quiet sound i did hear a car the other day that was electric and thought i actually heard it Right. Whereas they were almost silent, but yeah, stop, look, listen. I mean, that's what you were taught to do as a child. You stop, you look, you listen. Yeah. But that listen's gone with electric <laughs> cars. <laughs> Interesting. Yes, road, we're covering road safety now. <laughs> oh, who knows? And going back to trucking, if I may, again, for any, any trucker friends you know, listening to, it's also the lack of movement. And that's where we've had to use the auditory. Your eyes are already taken because your eyes have to be on the road or thereabouts. Your ears. You hope so. <laughs> <laughs> your ears are um yeah they're open but you can't really do much else with your tactile system unless you put in which i would suggest actually little vibrating mats that's another thing for your truckers that you actually sit on it so you every now and again uh maybe, maybe that maybe your seats do this now I, I have no idea but and and getting movement because movement 
is what stimulates the vestibular system, which keeps your arousal levels in the place that they want you to be. So when you're sitting on a seat, you're not getting that. You might have a little bit of up and down, maybe. Um, again, truck design, very happy if anybody <laughs> wants a bit of consultation as to truck design, how else we can get movement in, into those seats because you are static for a long time. And that's really not, you know, not great. Or, you know, workouts, whenever you do your, what do you call, you probably don't call them pit stops, do you? I don't know. Stops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whenever you have your movement breaks it's just like right <laughs> we're going to get you to do some exercise <laughs> trackers together you know i don't know we're covering everything we're going from dementia <laughs> to uh, pregnancies and fetuses and babies to uh, truck design you see <laughs> sensories everywhere so, okay so <laughs> so i have a question some things that i do uh i need silence because i'm concentrating and other mm. things i cannot do without external noise music um so what what is it that that's about? If I'm doing the finances, I've got a spreadsheet. If I have music, I find it very hard to concentrate. But if I'm doing other jobs where I'm trying to create something, a graphic or whatever, without music, I find it very hard, very clumsy, very clunky. It takes me a lot longer than having music, which is technically a distraction. It's the same way when I was revising at school. Oh, mm. you've got to be in silence. I got bored and switched off and couldn't sit there. Put right. some music on, I can revise. So right. um, I, I ignored the teacher's advice because I would have done no revision whatsoever, for example. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that's where a lot of my program is about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're, I, sorry, my brain is going in three different directions all at the same time. It's like bedtime. People are saying that you need to, you know, calm it down and read the book and turn the lights off. And I'm looking not for my kiddies, not for our sensory ones. They need to be upside down and doing gymnastics last thing before bedtime for good sensory reason. But we'll come back to your, you know, concentration for, for, for that for the minute. Um, that yeah, again, we have, in generalities, that finances and maths and focus and numbers, that is very much content, you know, it's very much your frontal lobe that is applying that clever academic bits and pieces. Um, your creativity is in other parts of the brain that will be stimulated by music, whereas your frontal lobe really needs attention and your attention. So you would need to find absolutely music that works for you to help you concentrate. You'd need to pay more attention to, to what music you chose to be able to help you concentrate. Uh, whereas with, with creativity, uh, any music that you enjoy will probably spark your creativity if you don't need to, if your focus isn't on numbers or concentration for specifics, if it's for inspiring creativity, then it's brilliant to, to have the music on, uh, particularly in the background. Um, but it would be a question of finding the music that works for you. I also like silence to be able to concentrate on certain things, and and that's and that's important. And that, that's just that's just the way it is. I think it's just different different brains re reacting and relating to different frequencies. Um, for specific tasks because there is there's lots of different types of attention um, and one of them being very focused and specific especially if there are certain things like maths I don't know if that's your forte or not some people would love to have music in the background because that, that maths is their thing and they would enjoy it as part of their creativity not my thing. <laughs> I, I was going to say because it's not my thing I really need that focused attention so actually yeah silence works for me and, and would work for others for that reason too so why is it I struggled with the revision then without music? Because I literally, I couldn't sit there and read books and study and revise 
I, I would be looking out the window after two minutes and it's yeah. like, I'm never going to pass an exam without some music. Yeah, I th- because the motivation's not there. You know, your finances, you know you have to get them done. <laughs> so your focus is there. Revision, it's like, yeah, but, you know, really, what's chem- chemistry going to do if I want to be a trucker? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like um, our brain's like just not in that same focus. We, we know it's important, but it, it still doesn't have that same drive. But having music in the background means that you can concentrate for a bit and then you can enjoy the music. It might only be fleeting seconds, but it's just on off. And, and it, it helps the motivation behind studying and um, applying yourself to something that you know ought to be done but you're not really that keen on doing it really <laughs> which brings us ra- round to what we've been saying pretty much every week which is you can't just apply one rule and say this is how it needs to be so suck it up and get on with it because we're all individuals and we're all going to have individual um, abilities within the sensory area totally absolutely 100 so it can't be a one-size-fit-all nope <laughs> great well i love i love the fact we just go into such diverse areas <laughs> from truck seat design through to dementia and babies it's great <laughs> um, thank you so much for your time again it's brilliant and thank you for the questions do keep sending questions hello at pure247radio.org uh, you can't ask too many questions we can't have too many it's fine keep asking away and uh, thank you again for your time and Lord Jackson. Just remind people uh, before we finish, how can they get hold of you if they got questions or needs? Yep. AnneLordJackson.com is the website. And under social media, most of the places I'm at Sensory Health Coach. Fab. And we'll link to that as well. And of course, as ever, thank you so much for your time. I love these. I know people do. It's brilliant. They're listening to the podcast. I did launching the videos. So they're really popular. So thank you so much for your time and your expertise. It's brilliant. Thank you. That's wonderful. Thank you. Love being here. Pure 24-7 radio is listener supported, which means we are free, online and always pure because of the generous support of our listeners. If you would like to contribute financially, please visit pure247radio.org. If you'd like to find out how we use your money, please visit the Our Cost section. Any donation of any size will help keep us on air and broadcasting for free. Thank you.